right. First off, I like to say is I will no longer be singing in this podcast until the end. That's that's the first thing we're about to change about this podcast. No, not you don't have to talk like that because I know you're gonna <laughs> do a whole phrase. Yeah. Um. Somebody listened to the podcast. I was on my team, and they're like, "Yeah, every time you sing, it makes me cringe." And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, that's okay, you know, because you be feeling it, and that just be what it be. And you know what? I don't hit all. Let me. I'm surprised I hit all the musical points when it came to your birthday. <laughs> okay, I was really surprised. I think we both were surprised. That was a gift to you. I actually started hitting notes. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> but I think uh, from now on, if I'm going to sing, I'm going to sing at the end of the podcast. So if right. you are somebody who likes hearing me sing. <laughs> God bless you. You are that dedicated of a listener to this podcast. You Look, will make it to the very end. Wait so till the end. Mm-hmm. Wait till the very, very end. Wait till the uh, end. Okay. The very the end. Start, uh, opening bottles of wine again. <laughs> that, okay. That's what Remember we really, those days. They may have to bring them back. They may, they may make appearance this summer. I'm, I think I'm going to get my subscription uh, wine uh, box again. So. Yeah, we we're 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 gonna uh work on the quality of these episodes, but we're gonna go back to uh bringing those up. But as we bring stuff back, welcome back to the other Southerners podcast because the tea ain't sweet. It ain't Southern, baby. It ain't Southern, baby. Hey, I know we took a long hiatus from you all, and guess yeah. what? It's okay. We got some things going on. There was a celebrations. <laughs> there was illness. <laughs> but you know what? We needed it. And, you know, now I'm back with the fresh cut. And then y'all see Makai out here rocking the afro. You I'm know. Like, hey, it's giving bring it on, but the best bring it on, okay? Hey, hey. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to be your cheerleader. Okay. I'm you. I'm trying to pick you up and put you on the pyramid, please. Oh, baby, because don't I look like I'm ready to be like somebody's like athlete with the fro with a little Not like oh you on? You know, I'm ready to be oh you cheer, okay? <laughs> I want to be the what's it called? You remember on Glee, Sue Sylvester? I want to be the Sue Sylvester for oh you cheer. Sylvester, nice, nice, nice. I want to be. Go, give me a go, boomer sooner. <laughs> boomer sooner, boomer sooner, because you know they love that, okay? <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, we both went to the University of Oklahoma. He Yay. had two. Makai, the Dallas Diamond, has two degrees. Okay, two, two of them. Count them back to back. All right. Okay. Don't backtrack because we went back to back. Got two degrees paid for him. Okay. And I'm, yeah. but <laughs> I'm proud of you still. I'm still, you. I'm still, I'm, I'm still a senior in shows. But tell them about yourself, Makai. Tell them about the Dallas Diamond and this Dallas heat you giving in the background with this greenery. Um, I don't really have a super exciting answer for it. I mean, it's just right now we just, you know, doing the Dallas thing under a lot of pressure still. I think if anything, the diamond has returned to the place of pressure. We'll say that. Yeah. Place where, you know, carbon was created to be, you know, full of the imperfections that make the diamonds, you know, as flawed, but as priceless and valuable as they are. Um, So I guess if anything, the diamond is just. You know, it's adding more crystals to the collection right now. That's exactly. what we'll say. And more clarity. More, more clarity, clarity, more clarity. Yeah. Exactly. All I do want to say is this Dallas Diamond is a year older officially. Another round around the sun. So 
I did have agreed <laughs> no longer to send the podcast till the end. So you gotta wait for me to give you your full happy birthday cheer till the end. But mm. don't worry, I'm putting notes to be like sing Girl, it. it's okay. The birthday is what? A month <laughs> inside now? Look, it's no. not birthday anymore. We are officially in a whole not even another zodiac. We're officially in a the zodiac after that. Like we're not even in Aries anymore. We're in Taurus now. Yeah. Wait, I thought you were Gemini. Blech. How would I be a Gemini? My birthday is no. always in No, not Make Gemini. A Pisces. Uh, Pisces, yes. Pisces ends the zodiac, and then spring starts with Aries, and that's the new zodiac season. And then we just got out of Aries. We just had our new moon, I think, yesterday? Mm, yes. Yeah. Last night was our new moon. Yes, the 20th. Yeah. So our new moon was yesterday, and now we are officially in the sign of Taurus. So we have went from the head, and we are now in the neck. Yeah. And y'all know my Taurus is in moon, and my cousin is also a Taurus, so yeah. But shout out to all my Aries. Happy birthday. Happy late birthday to the Aries. Happy late birthday to the Pisces. It's okay. We're going to sing your happy birthday at the end. Don't worry about mm, it. Mm-mm. If you want to hear your happy birthday jingle, wait mm-mm. till the weekend. Wait that till bit. the weekend. And it's going to be the, and for all of our listeners in the future, if you want to hear happy birthday jingle, come back to this episode, because we will not be doing that every month. That will not be happening. No. Every month, I think we're, I think we're good. Every month we're doing a podcast. March we didn't do a podcast because me and you were both like, Look, right? I ain't got it in me. I was battling COVID, and you was just celebrating your birthday, and I said, Look. right. So be okay. there because guess what? This podcast is the first sponsored podcast we've ever had. So shout out Hello. to those first sponsors. Period. Let me pull them up on Instagram right quick. Cause yeah, we getting sponsored out here, y'all. So okay, period. Get, get, hey, if you want to sponsor us, please let us know. This is the time. But also contact Jamila. Don't contact me because I don't handle the business. I, I do. Baby, you will be in them D. You will be in them DMs and them unread messages what? for months. Okay. Why? Yeah, because you message my guy. You message Message me, Southern Heat. Okay. At Maverick underscore PLE. That's that part. Underscore PLE on all socials. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay. But yes, today's episode is sponsored by Seventh Wave Wellness, Seventh Wave LLC, located in Hoboke County, California. Uh, it's also in the Bay Area. They are a licensed manufacturing, distribution, and delivery California statewide of cannabis. So, yes, we are a cannabis sponsor, y'all, because we believe that you should use your cannabis as legally as possible, but also everybody who has a cannabis felony as well. Because if you're going to legalize it, take people out of jail for it, especially black and brown people, and get off their record. And then employ us in the cannabis industry because we created it. They are some legacy cannabis owners minority owned in the bay area and they have this amazing product called 4g's because if you use cannabis before it was legal i'm not saying i did but i know some friends who did if you went to your dealer often your dealer care about you they give you 3.5 g's you know how much they gave you oh they give you Jamila. 4g's and they have a product just like that because they care about you and they know how cannabis works so please make sure you hit up Seventh Wave LLC, Seventh Wave California in Holbrook County. It's a licensed manufacturing, distributing, delivery California statewide. Thank you all for sponsoring us. So yeah, now back to the show because yesterday was four twenty. Yes, it was. For those who don't know, I do live in Chicago now. Born and raised in Houston, but now I live in Chicago. And let me tell you, y'all was smoking that herb. Okay, I don't smoke, but that was that was smoking that herb. I smoked it a lot. And so all I have to say for y'all who smoked, 
I hope y'all ate well. I hope all y'all ate well because I can smell it. So yeah, happy 420 to those who celebrate. Make sure you partake me. <laughs> Don't get high and dry, but I know y'all still do it anyway. Okay. Oh yeah. And drink some lemon water. Clear out that mucus in them lungs. Look, because some of y'all was... <clears throat> Baby, it's the way that I heard something. I'm granted because obviously, like, you know, even with 420 being 420, people still celebrate it across the nation, whether it's, you know, legalized or criminalized in their area. But um, the fact is, like, you know, I'm literally like, of course, same moment. I'm smelling like, you know, you're driving down the highway and all you do is like you're smelling wee, 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 wee. Like everybody is smoking and like this is on the highway. So, you know, people have to be smoking this in their car while they're on the highway. Just so um, smoke popping out. You think like yeah, smoke coming out of sunroofs. Yeah, it's all types of stuff. Like it looks crazy. No, literally, it was this one car, and it was smoke coming out the like, like the back of the car, and it looked like it was exhaust pipes coming out. But I think it was just because their trunk was like cracked open, and it was literally like smoke leaking out that way. Like baby, when I say they were hot, gassing, whoa, you hot boxing, hot boxing, baby. I have, look, I think mm -hmm. it's a different type of sport. To, now I'm not saying. You know, in Texas, it's legal. I know it's decriminalized right. in Austin, Houston, Dallas, maybe in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. But some of y'all be hotboxing these hoopties. These hoopties are barely holding on. I, I ain't gonna look at nobody. I'm just gonna look at this camera right here. Some of y'all be hotboxing these hoopties. This is your grandma, me, my car. Mm -hmm. She didn't hand it to you five times mm -hmm. and got no license or registration, mm -hmm. right? Hot. Not only are you riding hot, because I know y'all ain't got no AC, ain't no airflow in that car. Y'all have decided in the middle of this hell of a summer, we call Texas summer heat, all right? Mm -hmm. And I'm Southern heat, so I know about the heat. Even in mm -hmm. Georgia, too, y'all have decided to hot box this hoopty mm -hmm. on a spare wheel. Mm -hmm. I, that's a different type of sport, because I know. And then people be like, don't, don't choke. Don't cough. I can't tell if the smoke in this car is from the engine or from all this weed you smoking in here. I think that's a different type of sport. That's a different type of health risk. I just want to. All I'm going to say is I am a different and a better me today, but back then. I'm not going to say nothing. All I'm going to say is no comment. <laughs> the traumas of our community. What I'm a different and better me today. Mm -hmm. Your air filter wants a break. Oh, baby. And every time you go to the dealer, the what is it, the car people? I mean, the tire people, and they try to check all that, like what is Jiffy Lube and the autumn side place, and they try to check your air filter. Don't. I don't care. Mm -mm. I don't care. Don't mm -mm. look at it. I don't want to. Y'all probably find some little nuggets up in there. Anyway, <laughs> still talking about 420. I think it's ridiculous that have you heard Wingstop? Like Wingstop, like the fact that so much of their brand is like centering around weed, so much to a point where they have like a special meal available up until the 23rd taco bell is like that too yes i have been seeing those too but like they have like a wingstop has a hot box box like you can buy like i think it's like eight pieces of chicken three or three tenders or a sandwich with the fries that they give you and it's like the whole specialty of it is like they make hot box so it's like covered in like some type of spicy dry cheese powder or whatever and then they drizzle it with lit ranch, which is ranch in their atomic seasoning. 
the super hot one. So it's like spicy ranch on top of this. And then I can say shake it up. And they put that on top of the wings and they put that on top of the fries. And of course you get the side, like the dip and the drink on the side too. And I'm like, so much to a point where our marketing teams and our branding is like entertaining 420 when this also was a like you know drug that like you said like was criminalized so much to the point where it was like ravaging communities and like separating homes but you I, know america profitization when we find a way to make some money we don't care about the history once of it was okay here. for kyle to smoke weed everybody's like oh i love doing it Oh, that's the gag. Kyle was always okay to smoke weed. It was just after we stopped criminalizing hippies. It was like, okay, now Kyle can smoke but weed and still John be American. John was doing it with his Hispanic friends. Oh, baby. It was nothing patriotic about it. Absolutely. I will always... Uh, Cat Williams made a great joke, but he was like, I never smoke with white people because they will do some different shit to the weed. Like wax and like all... Like they put weed in everything. Like yeah. they season their food with weed. And I'm like, please use real seasoning. But y'all decide to season y'all food with weed. And I... I mean, hey. I be, I, I, I'm evolution. I'm going to send on my social justice bag and say this. Um, as much as... I encourage the cannabis industry, like, again, we are sponsored today by a cannabis supplier. Absolutely. I will also say this. One, our cannabis supplier is minority-owned, which is very few and far between, which is very hard to do. The cannabis industry is getting monopolized as we speak, but not only right. Even Joe Biden, y'all kind of slow playing with these drug charges and getting them dismissed. And I really am not for it. Because here's the thing. If y'all go criminalize us, demonize us for making the industry i've I seen narcos I, i've seen the studies and then turn around and invest in it like you can invest in weed in the stock market you know how i know this because i have weed stocks i have cannabis mm. stocks you have people like anheuser bush alcohol distributors looking at ways to put alcohol put weed and alcohol together to distribute in legal areas Y'all trying to figure out ways for J.P. Morgan, Capital One, and other banks to accept weed. This is crazy. And you are holding black and brown people in jail. From I'm talking about people are in jail for grams. Grams. Absolutely. Pounds, grams. Grams, absolutely. You know people have lost their careers? For, absolutely. For a joint? Lost their opportunity at a actual life? Yeah, right. All I got to say is, if y'all want to smoke that weed, cool. But free my people while y'all smoking that weed. Smoke for free and free my people. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Enjoy y'all 420. But on this podcast, we about liberation. Okay. Just. So, yeah. But I will say one thing. I've seen a lot of people have a fall off from weed, but I have never seen a fall off. Like, I've seen Jonathan Majors fall off <laughs> after these abuse allegations. I, I mean, I've never seen somebody fall so hard <laughs> in my life, and rightfully so. And that's how we should treat all abusers, shall I say. And and dare I say, hear me out, if he had abused a Black woman, his fall-off would be different. I'm going to say it. If, if he wasn't abusing white women, his fall-off would be different. And then still watching you niggas try to defend him, like, oh, they stand up a Black man. I'm like, nah, bro. I saw those text messages, like, when his lawyer was like, look, like, she even says, like, this, this was her fault, and I'm like, that's textbook domestic abuse, that, that's, that's, that's textbook, but this is the example they show in the textbook when they say, right, the signs of domestic abuse, 
the language, the rhetoric. I was like, bro, anybody who understands what domestic abuse is sees that. And it's not like, you know. It was bad, yo. It's bad. I can't really defend it. I just, if anything, I mean, of course, I'm glad that, like, you know, things are happening the way that they should. I just, I'll just be very interested to see how does our generation specifically continue to handle things the way that we say is the just way to handle it. Mm. And the only reason I say this is because it's just, it's to me, and I'm going to always just live in that moment of just, like, looking at how things are treated it you know when they're similar situations and of course this isn't nearly as similar as this but I feel like it's more heinous in the moment that Jonathan Majors you know he had this moment of abuse and we were so quickly to cut him off cancel him we can't literally like even think of this boy without somebody like wanting to get into a tit for tat to talk about it now but it was also in that same moment of being like I was walking past the park today or not today yesterday but after I got done flying kites and everything and I He's hear kids nice. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, he's one of them. Like, I, got, I, I had tried to hide the package or whatever a second ago. Um, but, yeah, so I was outside flying kites, and I was walking from, past the park, and, you know, of course, the adults out there with their children, you know, pushing them on the swings, and the kids are singing, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Think about it every night. Yeah. I mean, they hitting it. Like, I believe like these are kids going if they i'm like so we haven't got to a point in our culture where we have stopped listening to r kelly regardless of whatever motivation the song is supposed to provide like we still excuse r kelly and the fact that we have children singing this song still um and then you know we still support r kelly even through everything everything that he's done we still support him and give him a lead and a little foot in the door and jonathan majors you know was just like kick to the shoe on a on the boots which i don't even know has he even said anything about it like has he tried to have some type of like apology or something like that? okay so with jonathan majors here's the thing they announced it mm -hmm. and he's been dropped by his management and his pr team and i'm not talking about like oh like he had a manager he has a management team like mm -hmm. imagine like white celebrity management pr team and like, like they waited a while so mm -hmm. this is like a TikToker like talked about this. But the PR black girl that was talking about how like she works in PR and she's like, if they had to drop him, they're like, it must have been real serious shit that they could not come back. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm like, there's NFL players all the time accused of abuse. All the time. All the time. NFL players, oh you like oh you blares quite literally. Like there's 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 a lot of men who are accused of abuse. Right, right. But the way like for a PR team to say for Olivia Pope to basically be like, I can't fix you. <laughs> Do you know how bad that has to be? When your whole team says, actually, Huck, Olivia Pope, uh, Quinn, all of them said, actually, there, there is nothing in our power that can fix this. You are fucked. And right. it's so bad. You got to find somebody else. We wish you well, sir. This man was dropped from Disney. Disney's looking at John Boyega. I was like, y'all just find another black man <laughs> to fill his role. The National Guard. I'm like, not, not the army saying publicly we're against abuse. Like the army, the epitome of abuse against women says, no, we're not going to. Like, have you seen the advertisements for Creed 3? It's just, <laughs> it's just uh, Michael B. Michael B. Yeah. They're, they're like when I say this man is disappearing so fast off of everything, 
I said, here's the thing. When it comes to R. Kelly, because he abused black women, that, and it's even the same rhetoric being used, like, against Megan, right? Like, that's a black man that you're tearing down, X, Y, Z. I find it really hard. Like, um, I remember in college, somebody was like, you hate black men. And I'm like, do I? Or do I just hate men? And, and I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, why do I have so many, like, gay male friends? And I'm like, it's probably because I hate men, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think I hate men. I just hold y'all to the standard y'all should be held to. Mm-hmm. So when I have, like, male friends and my friends are like, hey, like, you have male friends? I'm like, yeah. But I'm also holding them to a standard that is to which all men should be held to. And mm-hmm. I have very few male friends. So that should tell you the information you should know. Mm-hmm. But... With that being said, if we held men to an actual standard, right, there'll be actually a lot of men we don't tolerate. And within the Black community, it's a problem well-documented. Like, I don't know how many bell hooks, Audre Lorde, James Baldwin. Right, right. I don't know how. There's so many books by Black feminists. There's so many books by Black well thinkers that it's like, how many times do we have to say as Black women or Black people who aren't, who don't identify as men? that you are the problem and can we admit that yes white supremacy plays a role yes because they made you feel insecure i'll admit that but at the same time i'm not about to save kanye when he's openly against black people i'm not about to save every black man who falls into trouble because at the same Mm. time you are my oppressor why would why (laughs) there's, there's only how can i save you while you're trying to kill me right that that's that's quite literally the question i have is like yes i want to support black men of course i will like always support black people but i'm not about to openly support you or support you period if you literally try to kill me or deny my identity like right what am right. i supposed to do with that i'm supposed to say my killing that's, that makes sense and and you know i say that quote and i'm like say my killer and i think about all the black women who have been abused like i forgot mm-hmm. Who it was it may have been angela bassett or viola davis it was some popular like uh actress mm-hmm. and she was like yeah i've been like assaulted like sexually assaulted in the industry but i'm not gonna name my person and without a doubt like even with freaknik coming out right like this freaknik documentary mm-hmm. are so embarrassed to talk about their sexual assault while y'all uncles daddies and grandpappies is talking about yeah we had a great time and it's like we literally have an iota on film Admitting that they're a sexual predator. Like, you, you have so much pride in disrespecting Black women bodies. I don't remember what Black Panthers by Panther was, but they took so much pride in disrespecting Black women. And it's like, I'm not going to apologize for being one of the few Black women who are like, actually, fuck y'all. Like, do I want you to die at police hands? No. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't want to die at your hands either. So, either. Right. Fuck you. Like I wish you well, but also fuck you. Right. Um definitely. I think if anything, I'm like you. I have not a problem with men per se. Like it's not like I'm upset with all men. I think if anything, especially just in my experiences, like a femme queer black man, it's yeah. been very like I'm more upset and I'm a more um, I guess holding men accountable for how they choose to express their manhood 
under the patriarchy because the patriarchy teaches us so many toxic things about what masculinity and manhood is supposed to become for boys and men especially yeah. black men or black boys becoming black men um and i think that because the patriarchy teaches us so much of the toxic things that speaking on black men and our community we've internalized so much of this and created it to be what we consider our manhood yeah and in order to actually like unpack that ethically you know with actually like sound mind we have to acknowledge that the patriarchy also has contributed to things like we say sexism white supremacy um racism in that moment too but i just think that it's just too much cognitive dissonance for people to accept it just to get to that point of like at least for men too much cognitive dissonance to accept it like you know what i've learned to be a man has nothing to do with being a man but more about just forcing me to feel like i have some type of power and dominance over people even though there's no justification for me to have that outside of my penis and my masculinity or my manhood um and i think that that's well you know why we see so much you know disrespect of women black women in society um because it excuses that and it's almost using like the treatment that that negative treatment of black women as a moment to kind of like show off their power and dominance but you know what power and dominance are you really displaying if you can do that to the most oppressed class of person you know in society like you're not really yeah. So if you want to oppress, if you really want to do some damage, nigga man, go do it to the white man. Like you'll really <laughs> do some damage with that one. But um, yeah. at least on specifically the Jonathan Major, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not too familiar. I, you know, I don't keep up with celebrity news because I think it's all just a distraction from what's really going on anyway. Um, I agree. But I think the Jonathan Majors, I think the PR team is it alarming that they did him like that? Yes, I think it's definitely telling of like you know them not wanting to get their hands dirty with it. But I don't think that it's and I'm not, that's like, again, yeah, I'm not familiar with the story. So if it is worse than what I imagine, correct me and, you know, give me grace in that. But I'm not saying, like, the girl isn't, you know, affected and her life isn't going to be forever changed for the experience that she had. But it's just the moment, like you say, like, football players have done crazy shit on camera See, and gotten away with quite it. Li quite literally, like. And gotten away with it. Like, lots of, I'm like, the Texas organization is a whole bunch of enablers. Like, if I'm thinking about football, what I've seen from football players over the years, I'm like, baby, we have seen some horrible things. And not even that. I'm thinking specifically like something like Chris Brown. Like, I mean, granted, have we let him live that down? No. We still support somebody like Chris Brown, even though he was so violent publicly like publicly exposed for being violent against a black woman who you know we still re respect and everything or whatever what without, without even that point just the fact that like he still exists as somebody who still has a platform and is acknowledged as you know like a a man in culture right now but yeah. i think what happened with jonathan and it is what it is only reason i say this is because this is the last thing i heard of him before i heard of this was so much of the backlash that he was getting for that photo shoot that he did with michael b jordan after Creed 3 because it was like the whole moment that Creed 3 is so much about black violence and like you know man like black man against black man that they did this photo shoot and it was just supposed to kind of like like show that like black men though we have so much media portraying us being violent towards each other we should have media that portrays us being humble and caring towards one another so they have some very intimate shots in terms of like you know laying heads on shoulders or kind of like being in an embrace of one another um and I think that that's has a big part into why his PR team and management team had to let him go because Ooh. PR and management 
they're never trying to cover up a story if it's already out. It's just a matter of garnering or what, like getting some type of support from whatever their fan base is to help create a more positive image of that person. Yeah. Ideally, we weren't trying to say JFK wasn't cheating on his wife with Marilyn. She, everybody knew that. It was just the moment that we kept trying to push for the people who still love JFK outside of the fact that he was cheating on his wife, still push him as like, you know, this caring man, you know, this man of dignity, this man of class, you know, this, you know, scholar, or like, you know, fine gentleman of America, like, but Jonathan Major has no community of support. It's not his Marvel fans or like those people aren't going to have his back as hard as they could right now because it's on the fence. Like, I don't need to support you. You don't have to be whatever. I don't know if he was in Marvel or not. I just said that. He wasn't. Uh, okay. So then, yeah, Marvel movie. And then mom like the black community, the black community not standing 10 toes down for him like they did for R. Kelly because he done did some gay shit. So we're not supporting him like that no more. Jonathan Major doesn't have a serious queer following or anything like that because that's not, you know, his community or anything like that. So it's like, when we think about it, he has no actual community that the PR management team can try to use to create a positive image. Yeah. At that point, they have to completely rebrand him altogether, and it's just like he's not a big enough celebrity to get to that point of rebranding. Yeah, I would like to say that Jonathan Major's big like audience was feminine people, like people like feminine queers or like feminine women. Mm-hmm. Like if you're attracted to men, like everybody was like going and gawing over Jonathan Majors. But the it's same like people that was gaga over Denzel Washington found a way to gaga over him. Yeah. But it's yeah. like you openly abuse somebody. Like I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna be real. I Kelly's easy to like get a like have a continuation of like, you know, abuse or like is okay or gets replayed on the radio because he is like to say for He's a man's head. He's a heterosexual man's man. He's a man's man. man yeah. He, he's a man's man. Chris Brown is a man's man. Drake he's a man's is a man's, man's man. Yes. So like these people can continue to have like abuse allegations because their target audience isn't women. Like yeah, you might pull a few women in here and there. But mm. to be honest, like that, like I thought I saw this uh, video on TikTok. It was like men are actually like the worst. Like uh, what is it? Like uh, fans because mm. like oh my god, bro, like it's so great to meet you. Like, yo, nobody's like, I don't know a lot of women who go to a Drake concert. I don't know a lot of women who go to a Future concert. It's niggas. It's niggas. Okay, <laughs> now, like, niggas. now, now, now we got to slow down because, baby, you realize that women play a major part in keeping the patriarchy alive as well. Because, baby, we do have some niggas that tote Drake and tote Future, but, baby, the girls be on it hard, too. I don't disagree. I don't say like they don't have an audience like with women. I just think their majority of their audience are like teenage boys. If that makes sense, like it's not. Okay. It's like people chasing masculinity. If that makes okay. sense. Okay. So fair. when I when I think of like Jonathan Major's audience, it wasn't like oh I want to be a macho man like Jonathan Major's because the dude was he was looking strong. <laughs> the man was looking beat. Right. His audience wasn't men it was most definitely like people who are attracted to men it was like oh like he looks cute he looks sexy like you know what i'm saying like uh michael b jordan's audience isn't men it's women because they're like he's a very attractive male you know what i mean he has that dingy, yes, Denzel Washington. but effect. i think influencer culture uh-oh what hello yeah you what happened? yeah we're good no okay came back yeah it kind of did like a little jump out what were you saying okay. but his but basically, like, his aesthetic was more, like, sex appeal, if that makes sense. Okay. Than it is, like, I'm an icon. Does that make sense? It does, but I think that 
and this is just my personal opinion. I think that because of social media and influencer culture, I feel that like he, even though like the audience in terms of what's going over him in the comment section, I can see is surprisingly overwhelmingly like women, like, you know, the female gays, but I'm like the male gays on other men plays so much more like Michael B. Jordan. Is he, is he a Michael B. Jordan? I'm gonna say straight down is a man's man. But the reason why women, and he has such a, follow, a following of women and female eyes or femme eyes on him is because he's a man's man. I feel like the same thing applies to the people that you said, the Drake, the Futures, the R. Kelly, the Chris Browns. Like, we are, yes, they're following and their fans, let me say that back, their fans are going to be overwhelmingly women, but their followers are going to be men. And I think the same thing applies for John in this moment is his audience in terms of who's who's watching him, I think are actually men, but his fans who are under his pages, liking his pictures and be like, oh, you so fine, is overwhelmingly feminine and women in that moment. Okay. But in terms of like, who's watching the creeds, who's watching the Marvel movies, who's keeping up with the post to look, see what I need to look like to be a man, those are overwhelmingly men, I do believe that. And I think that in that moment is why I make the argument about the PR team, he lost his moment of being a man's man because of the photo shoot. Like you aren't, you are no longer in the man spirit because you display some type of like vulnerability, some type of queerness. But yeah, like that was taken from you. Like that was taken from you through that photo shoot. So it's like you don't have that support anymore. I don't know. You know, people who are watching this podcast, let us know what y'all think. Because my thing is, I think Creed is like, Creed isn't Rocky. Does that make sense? I feel like people watch Creed to watch John Boyega, and, not John Boyega, Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan had their shirts. Like, even though I was watching their advertisements, I'm like, this ain't for, like, rocky people. This is for no. the gurus and guys. This is for, ah, I want to I watch y'all run around with y'all shirt off for two hours. <laughs> That's why I didn't go watch it. Honestly, I have never watched Creed because it has never been, like, a I want to go see a man be shirtless. It's never been attractive to me. I'm like, Rocky hasn't been attractive to me. Like, Rocky is, like, cool. But I'm like, I'm not about to watch Michael B. Jordan be sweaty for two hours. Now, if that's yeah. your community crop, that's your little ghouls and guys, that's what you like looking at on a Saturday night. Right. Cool. But nothing in that, nothing, nothing in that show, nothing in that movie was for me. I was like, the plot doesn't even look interesting. I don't want it. And that's what I was about to say. Like, I don't, I think if anything, I don't think the movie of Creed, I don't think it was supposed to be like, I think, especially considering the, the franchise of Rocky in that moment of how like boxing films, those stories, how are they supposed to be any different? Like, it's, it's going to always be the same type of story. Obstacle, like, you know, like, like literally, it's going to always have that same flow. Like that. I don't think Creed is advertised like that. It's most definitely advertised like we have two sexy men about to box it out. Now, yes, that's what I was about to say. I would say, like, I think that in terms of film and media, we've just seen a general over over sexualization in what we see in media. Period. Like everything is turned more sexual. But I think in terms of like, if I am a person who is interested in boxing films, Creed is still gonna be on the market and on one of the top rankings for it because that oh, is still a boxing money. plot. Exactly, like it's still a boxing plot. 
Like, I do think people are going to see those men be shirtless, obviously, because we also have the same people who are, like, famous on TikTok for simply walking around the house in their pajama pants with no drawers on. Like, sexual sex sales. So, of course, we're going to have an audience that goes to see that movie because of it. But I think that Creed in itself, outside of the, the images of what masculinity is supposed to look like on men's body through the images that we see in the movie, I think that Creed 3 or Creed franchise, Rocky franchise, period, is just, like, that continuous, like, feeling the the manosphere and feeling like that kind of like idea that like manhood equals violence manhood equals some type of like ability to overcome these obstacles with violence like it's never like we're using any type of love or you know reformation or community yeah, act to actually kill the community no it's like i'm here to commit the kill the community with my own glory power through my ability to beat a nigga Oh, I've definitely seen Creed 1 and Creed 2, and I'm going to see Creed 3. Um, but it is that moment that, like, I saw Creed 1 with the intention of being very much so, like you said, the people who was going to see the bodies and the sweat and all that. But then watching it, I'm like, oh, this is like every other boxer, like you said, like, resi- movie about resiliency. I mean, like, they had that small splash of love, which I appreciate with, what's her name, Tessa Thompson? Um, That's why I wanted to go see Creed 4. Because she is actually, I love, I love her character, and I kind of like, even though I don't understand like the concept they have for it, but I love the fact that like you know she also is a person that has like the disability of like losing her hearing throughout the movie. So like yeah, I'm like the plot. I'm like Creed has a plot if you pay attention to it, but if you are a person who just gets on TikTok to look at people shake their ass, you can go look at Creed to just see men be sweaty. Please, please call me. Anyway, but I will also like to go back. First off, when we're talking about domestic abuse by Black men, I also want to say Black masculine people. Because I'm not going to sit here and not act like there's not Black women who are masked who don't be perpetrators of abuse. Yeah, uh, I, I can't sit here and say that as a masculine Black woman. I know y'all. I sat in rooms with y'all. I heard what y'all said. I've been in the group chats. Oh! It's the excuse of masculinity. Like, in order for our society has done our, I can't even say our, well, yeah, our society in terms of American society has done like a really poor, like, job at teaching us that masculinity has to do with all these, like, do with all these, like, concepts of, like, power and dominance and violence and, like, disrespect. And, like, that's why, like, you say, like, it'd be, I'm not saying the femme people don't exercise abuse in their relationships oh, at all i'm just saying possible. we know no. no they definitely do but we <laughs> also acknowledge it's overwhelmingly masculine people yeah. who feel like they have the privilege to do somebody else like that and that's because that's what we taught our people about masculinity and femininity i think even if we argue about it like um how lesbians are more well accepted than feminine and gay people uh, and you know maybe this leads to the next topic but one thing about me is like the black fragility of black women and so I, I was in a class, and I don't remember who said this, but I do remember there was a topic, they were like, black masculine lesbians, uh, or black masculine lesbians are more accepted in the black community than a feminine black man will ever be. Because it's easy to see why, um, like, I just remember somebody, somebody ignorant saying this, but they're like, I understand why a woman would want to be a man, because I would never want to be a woman, because I least be vulnerable all the damn time. But I would never understand why a man would want to give up his privilege to be a woman. And I said... I'm glad you explained your ignorance in your own way, but it started to make a lot more sense. You know what no, I mean? No, absolutely, because that's exactly what people's problem is. Like, why on earth would you ever want to be a woman? It's almost in that same instance to be like, why on earth would you ever want to be black? 
Like, you want to be black in America? Girl, that's like that mama. Like, when we tell people, like, oh, your hair looks a mess. Like, you need to straighten your hair. Like, stuff like that. Like, those concepts of, like, having to look our best in certain areas and spaces is very much so, like, why would you want to put yourself at a lower social ranking? Like, are you dumb? Are you stupid? Like, you have the opportunity to be, you know, above whatever it is, and you bring yourself down. So, like, it is that moment that, like, masculine lesbians, oh, baby, they always going to have a seat at the table first. You fall into the core. You fall into the ploy. And, and you know what? I think we're gonna we're gonna have to scratch what the original plan for the podcast was. Today. Right. But and you know it's okay because then we got right. next week, uh, next month. But I think especially when we're talking about black masculinity, um, one thing I always uh, I read this book called Black Girl Call, right? Oh, um, it's the poetry book. Yes. Keep I have reading. that. You I'm have reading it? it right now. I am I actually. in less than 24 hours. This is going to become one of them reading podcasts. We're gonna no, it's going to have to be because I'm actually halfway through it. Like, I got to keep up. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I told y'all, we're going to talk about main topics, but we're also academics on this podcast. He has two Absolutely. Degrees, and I have degrees in publishing. So Her. We're, we're here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you think we weren't going to read books? Okay. <laughs> okay, but because also on the same note, I finished All About Love. So that's finished now. And I'm starting, what is it? Is it communion? Uh whatever the second one is. No, yeah. salvation and then communion. Salvation and then communion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on salvation yeah. now. Okay. So yeah, we'll have a Bell Hooks specialty podcast for all my bell. Oh yeah. But you have to read all of Bell Hooks. You have to read all the love trilogy and then we'll have a discussion. Okay. Okay. We'll have, got to, you. Find, we'll have to find a sponsor for that one. Uh, <laughs> Barnes and Nobles? <laughs> Barnes and Nobles, semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think one thing that's very important to talk about when we talk about Black masculinity is one thing that's always been referenced to me is the Black community, the Black diaspora is a is a matriarchy. Originally, it's a matriarchy. I, you, you can't tell me that it's not. Right. Even in my own family, right. I'm like, like I as a kid, I remember like the guys used to drink on like, yeah, we run the house. And all the women would laugh because it's like none of y'all run the houses. <laughs> none of y'all right. None, right. none of y'all are making the decision. And even till now, uh, my grandfather takes very great care of my grandmother. My grandfather can say what he wants to say, but regardless of what my grandfather may say, think, or feel, my grandmother's decision, final decision. Okay. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. And my mother's family is is my aunt. And it's like, whatever she says goes. I, I can say mm-hmm. how I want to feel. Mm-hmm. Anybody, can, like all women in the family can say how they want to feel. But guess what? Whatever she says goes. <laughs> and so it's, and it, these, there are multiple families like this, especially with the amount of single women held households in, especially in the black community in America. Not, not because we do this on purpose, but because of police violence. For y'all to have the audacity to treat women the way y'all do is beyond me. And especially like the the respect for women, right? It's like you shouldn't you should have more respect for women outside of your mother, your sister, your cousins, your mima, your grandma, whatever the case is, and attractive women, right? Have respect for all black women, regardless of their attractive. And let's be real. Even in that conversation, are these men respecting their mamas, aunties, sisters, and cousins because they nah. actually respect them as human beings, or do they just respect them because they do service for them? Honestly, and I think, and, and you know what? I'll say this as well. <laughs> I've had some dating experiences where people try to like push masculinity or like these traditional masculine worlds, and I'm like, let me tell you something. We, 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 <laughs> let me tell you what we're not gonna do, right? And I think 
overall in the black community we have to like let our men be more gentle like um I will give a shout out to Miguel Chavez. Uh, he he studies uh, masculinity within sociology very very well, but it's like we look at like uh, I remember it's like we was walking around with Chicago, and we saw these little boys, these black and brown boys playing right, mm-hmm. and it's like we were like so happy to see them like just genuinely joy right, yeah. But, but eventually this world will take that joy away from them right, and so. Well, question I have to the masculine people in this world, especially the black and brown masculine people, is like, when's the last time you were allowed to have genuine joy in public? You know what I mean? And I think not only that, I think heterosexual men hate homosexual men because a lot of times, one, homosexual men, uh, we live in a community where they're kind of allowed to exist in a joyous space. Like you're expected to have genuine joy right like if you don't have a genuine joy in a gay space program be like what's wrong with you mm-hmm. be, be like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's kind of expected for you to be yourself mm-hmm. like yes there's there's a lot more plays in place but i think one reason that heterosexual men hate homosexual men is because homosexual men will not allow you to kill their joy mm-hmm. point blank period like we will die happy i don't give a fuck what y'all feel and i think a lot in our community When's the last time you've seen a man have genuine joy and allowed to be joyous, regardless of what it is, like whether it's sports mm. or whatever? And I no, like, that's what I was about to say. I feel like that is important. What are you being joyous about? Because are you able to be joyous about anything that other than things that relate to violence? Because I love seeing people get excited about sports and celebrating their team. Yeah, we can say it's hometown pride and all that, but it's also like, but you're not excited because somebody actually like did something good for anything. You're excited because someone just tackled someone and damn, they knocked their head off. Like yeah. you're excited because someone just pushed somebody down and damn, they broke their back or something like that. Like you're not excited because, you know, somebody, you know, did something that touched your heart or did something that made you reflect on something in your life. And I'm not saying everything has to be an introspection moment or yeah. anything like that, but it's just the fact that like men especially like if we're talking about our community they express joy but it's always joy about violence like i think about conversations like you know they don't get excited yeah you say what or it has to be excellent some form of excellence you know yeah like i don't know i just i I mean i hear what you're saying about that i think if anything it seems especially for like how i see it i think that my existence is too much of a cognitive dissonance for straight men and like it's basically what you're saying. It's just the fact that like to see someone who is also in the form of a black man body able to, you know, embody traits and characteristics of feminine expression and still be joyous and still be loved and still be cared for. I think that that's so much of a cognitive dissonance for straight men who have convinced themselves that in order to be cared, loved, respected or deserving or worthy in this world, I have to be, you know, buzz cut short. I have to be, you know, military ready. I have to be, you know, God fearing or whatever the things that could be that like associate, people associate with their masculinity, like they get so, ardent on the idea that masculinity is a such a narrow shoot of possibility that when they see someone able to express something outside of that it's it's an issue for them because it's like now it's almost like regrettable for the fact that like what am I doing like am I doing something that truly feels right for me or am I just kind of like checking the boxes for the sake of checking the boxes because this person quite literally ain't checking no fucking boxes and they seem to be doing fine so why am I still fucking miserable and upset with my life and I think that that's why we have so much hatred so much homophobia so much issues like you know with just like 
personal relationships, political relationships. Like, it's a mess. But I think that's just because people be jealous. Like, people be hating. No, I, I agree. Because it's even like when uh, you told me you were flying kites, I was like, that's so cute. And I know that made you so fucking happy because it's a beautiful day outside. And you should oh. be like, Oh, and get in that moment. Jealousy is a real thing because, like, so how it works is, you know, I stay next to this trail and the trail leads to the little park. And the park is across the street from, you know, someone's house or whatever. But the fact is, like, it's the park, it's their house, and then there's a super open field of nothing. Like, it's basically waiting to be developed, but it's not any land. Yeah. So it's all this land. Mind you, their house is here. The park is here. There's a tree that sits right between their house and this giant field across the street from the park. On the tree, it's a sign that says private property. Everything from that tree to their lawn, to their house, is their private property. We're in the field next to their house. A man basically comes out and tells me, this is private property. You can't be over here. Take y'all ass to the park. Funny. Show me the property line. Show me the property line that the city city gave you. Because when you mow your lawn, when I am driving, because this is the neighborhood that I stay in, I literally see your fucking front yard from my house if I just walk right here at the corner of my fucking yard right now. When I see you mow your yarn, you stop at the tree. You don't you go into to mow the your lawn field. wherever that property line is supposed to be. In a different you direction. don't go into the pro- you don't go into That's anything past crazy. the tree of that field. Why? And I at this point, I'm not gonna argue with you. I don't really care. It was getting dark anyway. It's time for me to go. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It just means it's over now. I know this is not your yard. Also, for the fact that when the city of Dallas comes out here to mow the the like grass at the park. They're getting the field across the street too. So either you're telling me you pay for the city of Dallas to cut the grass at the park shit. and your yard. They ain't doing that shit. Or that's not your yard, like you say it is. Because what happens when I go when I'm dropping my mama off uh from work today? I'm coming back home. And guess who's in that big ass fucking uh that big ass field cutting the grass? The city of fucking Dallas. So in that moment, I say that point to be like that moment of like jealousy of joy, because it's like, you know, that this big ass fucking field is not yours. You do not pay for this. You do not cut this. grass. You know, it's not yours. It's just next to your house. But you see somebody out here, particularly a black queer person out here enjoying themselves in the field with the kite. And you just took it upon yourself to try to steal their joy. Bullshit. Bullshit. Because I was just flying a kite, like literally a beautiful little. Here's the here's the little thing for it. I decided to show you. It was a yellow butterfly. I thought that shit was cute. Very. But just in there, just like the jealousy of joy. I think that's really the reason why we have so many things like racism, sexism, you know, all of the homophobia is because you're jealous of joy. Quite literally, I think black boy joy was so popular because black men can't be joyous. Exactly. I man, I'm sorry you had that experience. I feel like. Girl, talk about life. Be for real. Look, look I, I think uh, I really do want, although I do hate men, uh, most men, I think the men I do have in my life, regardless of what their identities are, right? Right. I do hope they generally find joy. I think you generally should find happiness. And I think, and this is just for anybody, right? I wish you joy and happiness, quite literally. Because at the end of the day, if you're doing something that makes you unhappy, that, you know, your part of your life ain't shit. No, right, like not. you should do something that makes you generally happy. If you're listening, right, they don't make you generally happy. Why are you with them? So, <clears throat> with that being said, I do wish joy for all my black mass people. Like, please stop. Yes, relax your fucking shoulders, relax your neck, unclench your fucking jaw. 
and unclench your cheeks because now you know why I'm trying to get up in there. Unclench your cheeks. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Please. And, and it is crazy. Uh, I remember uh, OU had a false, like, uh, what is it called? False shooting thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I was all clenched up, like, boom. And I was like, you are so tight right now. <laughs> like, you know, you can see somebody be actually like tight, like, yeah. you know, I'm like, unflex, relax, relax, right? Like, just unfold your arms, unfold yourself. Like, you look like you're about He's to shake. No, literally. Relax. I, I see the vein in the middle of your fucking head. No. Oh. I, I, your temple, right? Because you, you got a ball face, so I can see your temple, your, your vein and your temple, like, running up. Unclench yourself. Unclench yourself, please. You're giving yourself high blood pressure. I'm, like, relax. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're eating fucking chicken wings and stress the fuck out and drinking a 40. Unclench your cheeks. Unclench your cheeks. Let the fart go. Now, if it gets wet... You probably got diarrhea, but please, unclench yourself. Stop, stop, we get it, we get it, we get it, Jamila, we get it. I'm going to say this, I'm on my run, let me do my run. I need you to take the shackles, the shackles you put on yourself, please. Black masculine people, take the shackles so you can dance. Girl, they not ready to do that. They not ready to do that. They not ready to do that. Relax. That's why you need to do that. Because you, you, you got them fucking locked up. That's why your jump shot's bad. Relax, my guy. Because you got to realize, no. Back Let the water wash through your ass. ass. Girl, they're not going to do that. No. That dirt they been around that. No. Obama got elected. Please. And it's going to be there by the time one of his daughters gets elected. Yeah, that's how long it's going to be. Them niggas not doing it. For real, especially if, like, unless the only way I see something truly being able to happen is it's and it's not gonna happen. It's if the patriarchy really just crumbles because it's the fact that if you have a choice to exist as toxic, because the only reason we call it toxic, but it exists in whatever form you've always existed in for the sake of your comfort, because the world is gonna affirm you and tell you that you're right, even if you do are really naturally and then truly toxic, or get to a point of having to unlearn everything that actually makes you toxic to be a better person and lose all that privilege and all that comfortability that you've had all your life. These niggas not going to do that. That's why it's always like, like, if I find the right one, if I find the right girl, she going, yeah, that's true. I do believe that that's love so can... Much pressure on black women. That's a lot of pressure. It is, but like, I do I believe that love can change. I, I believe that love can make a man want to change for the better, but I don't think that men are focused on love right now and I don't think that any of the men that we're thinking of right now are willing to go through that journey without any actual motivation to do it I'll tell you the truth I have a younger sister and she's heterosexual God bless, mm. <laughs> God bless everybody that's attracted to men because it's a curse I, I had to look at y'all struggle <laughs> okay but and it's, it's, it's fine pickings out here I'll admit it for you it's fine pickings um, but one thing I always tell them I'm like I don't give a damn who that man is, but he better treat you right, and you deserve nothing less. Like even my uh, close friend who is engaged, I'm like, look, I like him because he treats you like the queen you are. That that that's really it, right? Like I love seeing my feminine, my friends who date men be treated mm-hmm. right by men, regardless, you know, whatever that relationship looks like. I'm okay as long as it's consensual and you're happy, and he makes you happy, and he's dealing with his shit. 
I'm okay with it. And I think like so much, like I also want black women and just black feminine people unburden yourself with the responsibility of taking, like, yes, I am my brother's keeper. Yes, I will always look out for black men, but I'm not about to save you while killing me, if that makes sense. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Does make sense? I'm about to save you for killing me, to kill me. You know what I mean? And I, I really, I, I really wish like there's a better understanding in the community of that. Like, yes, we should take care of our black people, like all black people, not just black men. But at the same time, if you're killing me or are willing to kill me to to step on my body so you can get a little bit higher to the black man, to a white man. That's what it is. And, and you know what's the funniest thing is like watching black men like try to tear down black women who date white men. And it's like I'm like Serena Williams, uh Quinta Bernison, uh, there's so many black women who date white men who advocate so hard for the black community and y'all like, y'all not really for it. And I'm like, but how many times have you seen a black man date a white woman and tear a black woman down? What does that do for the community? Countless times. I watched it up and down the south over. Y'all treat. I, I, I'm so sorry. If you are a Black woman, a Black woman in person who went to a predominantly white institution, you have been raised through hell, if that makes sense. And especially dark-skinned Black women. Y'all, I, I'm so sorry, my sister. Because truly, these people out here cannot acknowledge your beauty for what it is. Because y'all have taught that once they get on these slopes of whiteness, and you know what? I know somebody... I know my friends, y'all listen to this podcast and be like, my dad's white woman. I said, this is not the podcast. This is not the podcast about that. Okay, baby, because I was waiting for you to go ahead and call yourself out because I'm like, you're going on a tangent, but baby, don't forget. If I, when you I, point on finger, don't point I, point I, back at you. This is, this is, this is, I, I am part of half of this podcast. This is what I will say. Yes, I do date white women. Shame on me. But what I will say is, I've never chose a white woman over a black person. Have I? Have I? Now, I don't. Is that is that is that even a, a reason to have a conversation right now? I don't think that's important. We can have a discussion later. But what I will yeah, say, I'm like, I don't think that's important for a conversation. I'll say this exactly, exactly. Uh, it was I think a, the uh, fact that you date white women is enough. <laughs> it's enough to go off of. I was living in Oklahoma. Okay. We, I okay. Right. I was, I was, look, if you lived in Oklahoma, you trying to date somebody that was. Um, I would say seasoned. Once you dated five people who were seasoned, that's all you had. That's all. Yeah. I would say, if anything, the difference in this conversation for you is the fact that you haven't you haven't said anything like, you know, ugly about Black women. And I, of course, I, I would like to say that that comes from your experience as a Black woman, but I can't say that's for everybody because some people will still say some ugly shit. Um, oh, yeah. but- also, with that, I think that what specifically makes yours a conversations we have is because instead of being like the football players and basketball players we're talking about on the real Jamila you the gay consciously I'm sorry like you love you you do and I I, I do I wholeheartedly believe you and consciously wait is this is this white white I do believe you and consciously both believe in black liberation and the importance of activism in our community to change the community for our kids to have a better future but it's just like how how committed are we how integral is this to our character and our being of center and we're still with white people 
okay bye now hello everyone and that was our episode we love you all so much that was part one of this discussion okay <laughs> because jamila needs a break okay <laughs> hey i'm okay i think um love is love one right um again as i said there is a difference uh I'm gonna say this first up. Love you, love, baby girl. If you fell in love with with, with Jang Doe, if you fell in love with Courtney, <laughs> I can't say that. I know about Courtney Courtney. If you fell in love <laughs> with Emma, <laughs> I have two teammates named Emma. They're gonna laugh at this. But if you fell in love with them, oh, whatever. Look, I get it. But also, there's a difference when you choose to fall in love with somebody but yet still support the community I, I think you can love what you want I don't care fall in love baby girl fall in love fall head over heels and you're like look can't season for shit but they love me they love me right hey love is love but <laughs> let me be anywho but there is something to be said when you Kanye West and fall in love with the white women to up your own status and then hate on black people through the process. Now that that's some bullshit. We don't RuPaul that shit. It's okay to love who you love. It's not okay to tear down your own community or tear down oppressed people because you have decided that you are one adjacent from being a white man. That's what I'll say. And you know what? If I am the gay consciously, you know, maybe we could get him on a podcast. <laughs> maybe we don't know i don't know we're probably seeing that go ahead put that on real quick Um, i'm just put my glasses on for now put that on real quick because i'm just gonna go ahead and just let y'all know i i might look with two eyes but i see with one um thank you um all i'm gonna say is i spent 10 toes down on the consciously comparison but i think if anything for it it's just the effect that like how do i say this how do I say this? Um, I'll also all say about this. love. Let's just go back to that. All about love. Hold on, hold on. All I gotta say is this. I think the funniest thing is when people like ask Miss Children, was your mama black or was your daddy black? And that that tells every everything I need I to know need about to you. Know. I don't need to know nothing else. A lot of people ask people who are like saying, like, oh, I'm mixed up black and white. People always ask. Who's black? Which one of your parents is black? Let me tell you. Who black? Who black? Because basically, most people's experience is if your mama was black, you were you were you were raised and acknowledged your black experience. Like you weren't basically how how do key homie out with this one? But simply put, you weren't hidden from your black experience, if that makes sense. You were told you were black. You, you can use your privilege, but also understand you are not allowed to shit on Black people because you are lighter skin or may have a little bit of privilege to be white passing. But if your daddy was Black, he acted like all oh, y'all was white <laughs> for, for, the, for most people. Basically, you probably grew up without having technology of Blackness, basically. Or like you played into the white stereotype until somebody figured out that when you got in the pool, you got a fro. And it wasn't because you were Jewish. All right. Let me know. Let me know about let me know if that's that's a good enough explanation. Uh, I know when Esther hears this, she's gonna be real proud of me. 
we're not going too deep on this tangent because no 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 no, i can't i'm not no the the mixed kids conversation i'm not going on the tangent for that we're gonna have to have a mixed kid come up on this podcast the mixed kid we know can like and that'd be yeah that'd be the episode where we're gonna be a mixed kid with the with a black woman (laughs) and all the reason i say this is because i have some very some very interesting opinions on the whole conversation of black mamas versus non-black mamas for mixed kids. Um, I think you hit you hit a good you hit it you hit it enough. All I'm gonna say is just in my translation for everybody who didn't get the beautifully politically correct what she's saying is she saying you got a black mama. The girls that get it get it. The girls that don't. don't. All I gotta say is if you had a black mama, you had your racial identity crisis in middle school. If, if your daddy, daddy, you had your racial crisis sophomore year of college. If your daddy was the blackest person in your house, I can't even say that because sometimes kids come out different colors. Actually, if your daddy was the only person that could have told you about your black experience, you find out at Tri Delta how racist your sister. You'll find out just how black your ass is one day, okay? <laughs> but your daddy not gonna tell you because he's trying and to run away from his blackness. That's why he has your mama. Um, but. I'm going to say that is that. But if anything, back to the conversation we're talking about, like, you know, the love and like, you know, even talking about this whole conversation about like being with white women and being like, you know, for the black community and like, you know, can you still balance the two? I think obviously you can still balance the two because who you end up deciding to spend your life with and who you decide to love has nothing to do with like your character in terms of values and things that you're going to stand on and communities and different like things you're going to support. I don't think that it really should have too much of an impact on it because who you are, it should be, of course, compatible with who you love but who you are should not be who you love if that makes sense in that same breath I think that whenever we're talking about love today we need to be real and I think we all should take a very big um study session out of bell hooks all about love because special before pride we're gonna have all about we have to we have I have to finish those books so we can do that before pride then because we have to because I don't believe that these conversations are ever really centering around love whenever we're talking about this, especially when we're thinking about like the ways we're talking about interracial marriage. It's like, are we really talking about we loving these people or are we just going after these people, like you say, for some type of advancement in social status or is it really just lust? Because when we think about the definition, like I, the definition of love and all about love has completely changed my perspective on some ways. Because it's like, when I'm thinking about the ways in which I have thought about being in relationships or thought about wanting to be in a relationship, it was not to actually be in love. It was just for the sake of social status. So you don't seem single because it comes social. So you do get social privileges for being able to say you're in a coupling. You do. And then also in that moment of just to fulfill personal lust, because in terms of like the actual commitment and care and like continued understanding of another person, continued commitment to seeing another person actualized for themselves. That is not what we're talking about when we're talking about love and conversations like these, like in these type of like you know, forums, yeah. like we're not talking about that type of love. We're talking about the big booty BBL bitches or the snow bunnies that all the niggas want. Like, you're not wanting these people because you want to take care of them and help them actualize. You just want them because they serve some image to your fantasies. And I think that that is why I don't, I vibe with a lot of those conversations when it comes to those interracial moments. I think we're going to have to really get into that light skin, dark skin discussion. But I will say, this- this is a good part one yeah this was exciting we wasn't expecting this 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 podcast is specifically today has been about black masculinity and how it reiterates and specifically with john boyega versus like Mm -hmm. things of that nature but we're gonna go back to that topic but what i will say 
we gonna by the way we gonna i'm gonna just say it because we keep doing it it's majors y'all we keep saying boyega we know we're not talking jonathan about majors him. jonathan majors yeah. not john boyega both jonathan's dizzy don't matter they said y'all black we just traded one okay at this point they said we want boyega not, not majors uh but what I, what i will say is this if you really want this all about love discussion i'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all that is going to be a long I'm gonna say, ain't no if they girl. Don't nobody be responding about what the fuck they want in this podcast. We do. I'm trying we to want. get viewers, okay? Oh, girl, yeah, and we gonna One keep trying. Okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm working hard. Way. We I'm are. Guess what? We gonna keep you know, pushing content money, until right? we find I it. Invest in us. I gotta invest in us. I'm about to put us on a bus. I'm about to put mm. us. <laughs> okay, tour. Okay, live action, live tour. Period. Oh no, I mean advertising. <laughs> oh, you said on a bus? No, I thought you was gonna be like we gonna be on a bus like live touring, but one day, baby. It's, it's more like I'm about to put follow up, listen to the podcast, and put it in voice now, um, in Hyde Park, uh, and put it on a park bench. Uh, advertising, hey, hey, look, advertising, what my money can get us. But one thing I will say, and then we're gonna go back to this discussion. We will have this all about love discussion. It will be a long podcast. It will be special, so it won't be part of our monthly uh recording, but it will be a recording of it once we both finish mm-hmm. it come back with our notes so if you are or have red bell hooks all about love truly it's all about love it's uh what is it called what's the second book salvation salvation communion. which communion. is about yeah. black love specifically in the communion which is about black woman love mm. book. read those books you have we're gonna give y'all to late may and then we're having a discussion and I was gonna say I don't know if we're see because I know we've been talking about it. I'm like I feel like if it's not gonna be a regular monthly recording, would that not be an amazing Patreon first post? Like our first post is like our book club kind of moment. Like we're getting deep into bell hooks, you know. And I'm ready. Like I've already been doing my highlights in my books. So I'm ready to make up my points by chapter. Uh, like if you want to do that, like I'm. We may, have, we may have to bring some guests on that one. We may have. To- oh. Esther, if she's listening to this, and hopefully she still listens to this podcast, she's going to be a guest on all of uh, for for uh, any book club. Then she's going to be there for book club. Out to us, what is required of you is one thing: one, you must be a minority. You must identify as a minority or racial minority. One, uh, you must be an ally of the queer community or in the queer community. uh, Or you know, be an ally, and then also you have to be from the south. That means you need to be a a what from a place from lower than the mason dixie line if you are not we can have a discussion you may have to you know have an interview beforehand yeah. but for the most part you must be of southern culture yes again that's one. Oh, what was the first one? Oh first yeah one must you must be, be from a minority community so yes. that's my bipoc you can be a bipoc we're, we're expanding to bipoc white people this is not a space for you you can listen Feel free to join the conversation. Oh, wait. Does this include people who are mixed race with white mothers? We are doing the one drop rule. One drop rule by understanding. If you have to go to Ancestry.com to see if you were black, this doesn't count. That, that, that doesn't count. We're not acknowledging, okay? We're going to be like the tribes. If Ancestry.com had to tell you that you're black or you're indigenous, that doesn't count. One drop rule. And, okay. Ancestry.com said that you're from Argentina because your German father decided to leave Nazis to go to Germany. That doesn't count. I said black, indigenous, people of color, racial people. I'm talking about race, American race. Who? Two. You must be an ally. 
if you think you're going to come spewing hate on my podcast that's not towards Kanye or Kim Kardashian? Not so much on Kanye. Not so much on Kanye, but okay, in three. If Kanye has has one hater, it's me. If Kanye has no haters, I am dead. Anywho, and then three. You must be from a place lower than the Mason-Dixie line. Does that mean South America? Shit, we may count it depending on how good you are as a yeah, you have to do an interview. We have to talk about that. But you must be from the Mason, below the Mason Dixie. Yeah, I'm like, and if you don't fit, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, now we getting, now we getting scared. Because I'm like, how bad is this? I'm like, because now it's like, are we not? Either way, if you walk, if you fit those three, you know you is you clear shoeing. You shoeing. Even if you're from the south side of Chicago, but <laughs> you must. Oh be from- shit! Hold on. <laughs> if you if you from the south side of any major city in America, you automatically you don't have to worry about we, that we last rule. You. We may count you. Cause uh, baby, the south side of it, y'all about say, y'all know what I mean by south side. South side. My glasses coming off. <laughs> <laughs> Your third high set. We're having enough of this. Okay. Yeah, we're having this all about love discussion. So yeah, I do want to say one thing about Chris Brown. A lot of y'all arguments to defend Chris Brown makes me chuckle, but also concerned, and I'll tell you why. Hold on, I'll put my academic glasses on. Y'all not mad at Chris Brown for being a woman. Let's be clear. Y'all mad that Chris Brown is being a woman and isn't treated like a white man who beats on women. I'll say that again. Y'all not mad on Chris Brown because he's beating on women. Y'all mad at Chris Brown because he's not treated as if he's a white man who beats on women. Can mm. I acknowledge? Hold on, hold on. Let, let me give him our preacher stand. Well, y'all are not mad that Chris Brown beats on women. Mm. Y'all are mad that Chris Brown isn't treated like white men who beat on women. Y'all are mad that Chris Brown isn't treated like your Harvey Weinstein and your other people who are white men who do not get disenfranchised by the industry because they are white and they have abused women. No, 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 no. Because they didn't get the same effects on me too. Y'all are mad Chris Brown is still getting hate from white people. But this man still has a career. This man still sells out on industries. This man is still topping charts. Again, y'all do not care that Chris Brown abuses women. Y'all care that he's not treated like a white man who abuses women. Same thing with R. Kelly. There are plenty of white abusers out there. Y'all are just mad they're not treated like them. I don't give a damn who you abuse. It's still not cool. But y'all want white privilege again you want this white privilege and so with that being said he's not treated harsh enough jonathan majors probably gonna go to jail r kelly is in jail probably should be under the jail honestly all of them should be under the jail your advocacy for abusers isn't because they are abusing people it's because they aren't treated as other abusers. And that to me tells me everything I need to know. So with that being said, tell me, Makai, what's your longest goodbye for today? I'm sorry, I was I'm trying to figure out if this butterfly I think I think this is a black butterfly in front of me. I don't think I've ever seen a black butterfly. And it's a butterfly because the wings are folding vertically. Is it a moth? No, 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 no. They're folding vertically <laughs> instead of. I know your phone should be charged up. Take a picture. Take a, take a picture. My phone is actually dead. Um, 
Yeah, it is. But no, scientifically, that's the um, that's the first way you can tell the difference between a moth and a butterfly. Moths fold their wings in to their bodies. Butterflies fold their wings above them because that's how they fly. Oh, hold on. What does it mean when you see a black butterfly? A black fly is also considered a symbol of death, but it's okay. also a symbol of change. Hold on, we're gonna share my screen right quick just to just. I can to... believe I can believe a death one. I'm like I end up finding out that my card on my birthday is apparently the death card. Like my birthday, like and and yeah, no, that's it. Yep, that's her. It's like this one. It's like this one. This fourth one. It's like a black, and it has like a little orange on the tips. The fourth one, on the first row. This one, is that a monarch? That one. Yeah, I guess so. It's basically it's it's kind of like that, but it's more black than anything. Like it's literally like only a spot of orange at the bottom. Mm -hmm. She's very black. Yeah, she's giving like this one on this flower on the third row on the related pictures one related content. This one. Yes, it's looking more like that. Like it's very, very black. Is she still here? Yes, she go. Hey, girl, you don't want a cameo? <gasps> Is your wing broken, Mama? Oh no, her wing not broke. She, she said, "Girl, don't touch me." Okay. Anyway, uh, my longest goodbye, I would probably say, is just um. The bliss of young ignorance. Mm. Um, I'm just getting, especially I know that's, that's like kind of like a lot, just because I just turned 23, and it's not like it's like you ain't doing that much, but it's just like I know that I'm a more mature thinker for my age than most. Um. And I just say that because I realize the older I'm getting and the more serious I'm getting about just what I'm doing in life period, I'm realizing that like I've I've been living in a in a in a very young delusion mm. in terms of what things were for me. Um delusion in what I thought people wanted for me. Um and I think that now that I'm starting to see more of what is actually in front of me and get more in tune with what is reality it's a little it's a little tough but i think that that's just part of the transition or part of my transition into um deeper adulthood so yeah that's my longest goodbye i'll say like similarly like, i think the longest goodbye is right now it's mentality if that makes sense mm -hmm. um so for those who don't know, I had COVID uh, quite literally at the start of Ramadan. So <laughs> my first Ramadan has been uh, me with COVID. So I haven't been able to like fully engage as much as I want to or do everything that you're supposed to be doing in Ramadan. Um, mm. And even today, I I was like, oh, today's E. And then I have dinner later on today. And I'm like, shit, I have nothing to wear. <laughs> so I'm probably going to just dress nice in the best clothes I have. Uh, but what one thing that makes... The longest goodbye is like, I think about, I'm not going to sing it because y'all don't let me sing on this podcast anymore. Um, but I'll be singing on the Patreon. I'm joking. I'm not going to be pissing on the Patreon. I'm not Actually, no. The, a part of the Patreon subscription is going to be a video of you lip syncing to random videos. Karaoke yes. style. Karaoke style. Uh, so <laughs> bring those back. Uh, yeah. Uh, but one thing that is, is like the mentality I have towards myself, if that makes sense. Mm. I feel like in this past month, I've been a lot more gracious, a lot more gracious, a lot more patient, and a lot more 
caring if that makes sense um and i think i'm coming into a new standard uh of like if nobody else is going to get it for me i'm going to get it for me uh and so there's a lot of things i've been doing for myself that i'm not going to talk about publicly we can talk about it but uh especially like we're talking about reading after reading all about love and like you know we've talked about me and makai have personally talked about like working on our inner child it's like um nobody got me like me right uh like I'll be my own person charming I'll be my own person who saves me but there's something in that like although like (laughs) yeah that's that uh cheetah girl song Mm -hmm. I'm glad you knew that's what I was thinking in my head yeah 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 but I can't sing on the podcast anymore uh but um Things like that, uh, like I, I'm taking more responsibility in my piece and just being in a new space, doing all these new things, uh, being able to find peace and find tranquility and serenity. It, it's, it's been really nice. Yeah. All right. We did the longest goodbye. What's the other one we do? It's been a while since. Sugar in the tank. So what's your sugar in the tank? You know, sugar in the tank. I'm just playing longest goodbye. For those who aren't from the South, you know, you'd be like, all right, now nah, I'm going to leave. Take 30 minutes to leave the house. The car is running and everything. You didn't turn the AC on and you still waving goodbye from the, uh, mm-hmm. I was sugar and take. Like, if you ever been, you know, somebody walking with a little switch and they walk, you're like, what's, why are you walking like that? Oh, you know, you got a little sugar in this tank. I mean, a little, a little sweetness. Something um, different. Basically meaning you gay. But what's the sugar in your tank this week? What's what's the sweetness? What's the gay thing that I'm enjoying in life right now? Um, I would say being able to read, just like I guess and just learning grace for myself. Cause I've been hard on myself these last couple of months. And I guess I've just gotten to a point where I'm just tired of being so hard on myself and feeling so down about stuff that I can't control. Um, so I guess the sugar in my tank is just I guess learning to appreciate where I am for what's going on um and just be thankful for whatever is going on in my life and just being gracious with myself to know that like I'm not I'm not just completely like fucked off like I'm still out here doing something I'm still out here trying it's just not what I thought it would be and that that's okay yeah and your sugar in the tank my sugar in the tank is is you. It's 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 literally my friends. Uh, I think uh, especially playing rugby. Our season is very long this year. It's from March till November. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a long time. Yeah, longer than we usually play. Right. So my sugar in the tank is like taking taking in moments. Started taking in a lot more moments. Uh, being more present, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm kind of getting to just like choosing choosing my battles but also choosing when I want to be present and then actually being present if that makes sense like if I'm present I'm fully present right here I'm actually going to be here right yeah I I appreciate those around me shout out to my rugby team North Shore Rugby if you want to come watch us play rugby or want to come play rugby with us let me know I sincerely want to thank Jamila's rugby team for keeping her occupied and out of trouble in Chicago and keeping her safe for as much as you can because Lord oh, knows. Oh, you look? They had me in Boys Town last weekend. And this uh, person was putting up looking for masks and studs. They all grabbed me and pushed me toward this person. I damn near like fell on the person. I love that. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we're all single, but you, you know, you don't dare rugby players." So they like, literally like, pick me up. 
They had to get you over there, exactly. They want you to have a little fun. Okay, I know that's why. Good team members. One more week of Wimbledon, please, please, please. Good team, good team. Good team. But yeah, I I appreciate people around me, those who play rugby, those who don't play with people. I mean, God made in Chicago. Uh, I appreciate you all and all my friends for all you. I love you all dearly. So yeah. Well, I told you all that I had to, I get to wait till the end. And I told y'all I was gonna sing happy birthday to Makai. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, you can watch our podcast on YouTube. Yes, you can. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify. Share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with your coworkers, share it with your lovers, your friends, all of your lovers and friends. The lovers you are publicly with and the pub the lovers you are only in bed with. Share a podcast with them. Share oh, with your mother, your father, your auntie, your uncle, your cousins. Y'all great Mima. Okay. She gonna laugh at that sugar in the tank joke. Anywho, all I gotta say is we need more listeners so we can get on Apple Podcasts because some people are waiting for us to get on Apple Podcasts because they text me when are y'all on Apple Podcasts? And I'm like, not yet. So you gotta listen to us. Listen to us quickly. But like I said, I'm gonna sing happy birthday to our Dallas Diamond. The only way I know how. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your See, but I can't give y'all a free show. If y'all really, if y'all want to see the real, if y'all want to see the real birthday action, check out my OnlyFans. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I do not have an OnlyFans. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Bend it on, break it down, bring it on, break it down, bend it on, break it down. No, you're not about to get me beat up outside. Anyway, all right. <laughs> that's the bounce music person. That's the bounce music because I miss bounce music. But yeah, again, happy birthday to Makai. Thank uh, you, babe. Sing more and yell in your ear. <laughs> Somebody's like, what are they doing? <laughs> Wish I could give you a hug, but it's okay. It's okay. I may be in Dallas sometime soon, so I'll let okay, you. Okay, babe. Yeah. All right. But it's the TA Suite. It ain't Southern, baby. Thank you all for listening. Again, listen to us on Spotify, listen to us on YouTube, and watch us. You can also follow us on Instagram at the other Southern's podcast. Again, if you would like to sponsor these videos, we do have bills to be paid. We may have to buy Zoom soon. And Patreon, coming soon. Okay. So to our book club. Book club. Because guess what? We need money. We do. Because groceries are expensive. Okay, and inflation is about to skyrocket the second the bank collapses this summer. Ah, so inflation. Inflates it like you inflate your fucking head. Oh, he left. All right, goodbye, y'all. <laughs>